You're listening to a podcast from 702 and Cape Talk. Good morning, Ruben. And a very good morning to you guys. We've had a lot of people asking um, how what a fisher plug was. Well, because originally Africa thought he knew what it was, and it turned out that it was a washer. And somebody then, then Simon Gear thought he knew what it was, and then we found out that it's called an eccentric plug. So, for those of us who are still terribly confused, what is a fisher plug? Well, a fisher plug has got nothing. That's why I didn't say wall plug. You could mention wall plug, but then I thought maybe I'd lead you up the garden path, and you think it's a plug that two twenty volt comes out. So Fisher is, is, is a brand name, but it's the little plugs that you push in, you drill a hole in the wall and you push the plug in and then you put a screw into it to tighten whatever it is you want to tighten or affix to the wall. But yeah, in Barrydale, I've learned quite a nice lesson this week. The guy, Michael Jamison, who's busy doing the renovations at a house, um, came up with this because most of the houses here were built in the early 1900s and they used unfired bricks. And these are very porous and sort of soft. So if you drill into it, for instance, curtain rods is like a no-no with just drilling in and putting a plug in the wall because it just pulls out. So what he did was he used a cornice uh, adhesive, put that in the hole, push your plug in, and mm-hmm. hey, presto, it doesn't come out. But then I also did a bit of research, and then Braben do something called Fixochem, which is specifically for that reason. You... You don't need a plug. You just drill a hole into the wall. You, this is like silicone. You push that into the hole, and whatever it is you're going to adhere to the wall, you just zap it into the hole, and it won't come out. Um, so you save yourself a lot of hassle there. Well, that sounds pretty simple, actually. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's such a simple trick because, you know, we're putting up curtain rods, and you just could not get them to stay in the wall. And there's nothing more disappointing when you've put up this curtain rod and you've got the curtains hanging perfectly. Uh-huh. And the next thing, it's just this roar and you've got the curtains on the floor again. So yes, Mr. Jamison came up that. with this. Because <laughs> we have that problem on one side of the lounge. I've got an SMS here. How do you clean the washing machine? That's from Eastwood. Um, yeah, Africa, my man. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, I, baking soda, you cannot go wrong, <laughs> honestly. If you put it on a hot rinse, um, just mm-hmm. instead of your soap, you add uh, baking soda, and it will clean up the pipes as well. That thing, because you get that horrible goo. And then will that sort of mm. also sort out that goo in the drum that you get sometimes in the No, bucket? that's not going to do. No, that, I found the goo in the drum, uh, the best is one of the, what they call Goldilocks, you know, the, the scouring pad that you get, yeah. the little brass one. Um, that with um, Mold Buster, which is made by TSC. It's made basically to remove mold, but if you use the combination of that little scourer and mm-hmm. Mold Buster, it works a charm. gets into the, all the little crevices. And it won't damage the rubber? No, it won't damage the rubber. Okay, no. well, and if, to get into the finer spots, you take a toothbrush and you get into those little, you know, the folds. Is there anything better as a scrubbing implement than an old toothbrush? No, especially. We use it for tackies and we use it for so many things, especially flip flops because yeah, they will, can get a bit grimy. Yeah, I, I also use it for my teeth on the occasion. On occasion, we, it's yes, also useful there. 
<laughs> Ruben, thank you very much indeed. No, no, now no, we know. Evolved, oh, what? Evolved, you want to know more? <laughs> yes. Not I, not I. I know everything I need to know about DIY because I just ask my brothers to find out and they do it. Oh. So I never have to do it myself. But there is a call or two for you, Ruben. Uh, we'll start okay. off in Newlands. Uh, Sean, what is your question for Ruben? Good morning. Morning, yes. Morning, Sean. You, morning. If you polish a copper pot, how would I mm. uh, spray it or seal it that it doesn't tarnish? Um. Well, the one that would last probably the longest would be just clear lacquer. But eventually it will tarnish under the lacquer as well. But that would keep it going for quite a bit. And, and then you just have to take like it. Any specific, um, any specific brand or, on, or product? No, nah, a spray-on um, would do the trick. But the only difference is now that when you when that does tarnish in you know a, a year or so, you have to take that off with thinners and just polish again and redo the whole issue. Okay. And these are the brass pipes that come out from the loo or the basin. No, I'm actually making furniture. Oh, you're making oh. furniture? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. have a high gloss, high gloss finish. Yeah, send us some pictures. I'd love to see it. I'd love oh, to see some furniture with too. copper pipe, actually. Sean, thank yeah. you very much. Do send us those pictures. You can tweet them at Africa Milan at Sam Cowan. Uh, Anne in Centurion, what's your question or comment for Ruben? Good morning. Hello, Anne. Oh, yes. Good morning, Ruben. Good morning, guys. Listen, um, uh, to save water, right, I've, been, I've yeah. known from KZN already years ago how to uh, stop water from going into your toilet that you, we don't waste water. Mm. And now what mm. happens is we put one of these toilet little sort of oval-shaped toilets, you know, with sort of straight uh, thing, and then the front is round. Somebody says, yeah. now press your... Your ball down. Take that thing and you press that hand down. I can't yeah, even you could. In. I can't even get a seven hundred and fifty bottles of stone in there, man. <laughs> Ruben, come on, give us me a break. Well, I mean, I'm an Wow, look, go. There's the good say, news so is you don't have duck, to. Okay. <laughs> okay, old duck. The I good news know. is the good news is you don't have to do anything if the system is that small. That you can't fit a brick. Why would you want to put a brick in in the first place? Because you know you're wasting water. Yeah, but but I mean me too. Every time somebody goes to the loo, they say, "Loo, you waste an extra nine ki- uh, nine kiloliters of uh, what's it nine liters of water a day." I mean, if I'm here alone, then that's all right. But then the old man comes home, and this one does. And then what happens? The toilet gets flushed, flushed. Nothing. <gasps> that old water and your water bill's going to be scarra. <laughs> Listen, the day the toilet uses that much water that is going to make a difference to your water bill with such a small spin, uh, you'll be in the World Book of Records. I, I wouldn't bother with that one. But having said that, if it's got the ball inside, um, it takes a bit of manpower. It's a brass rod, that. And you just have to bend it slightly. You don't take it out. You just bend it down. So that the the stop valve would stop the water from coming in, you know, maybe a centimeter or two before it reaches its optimum. But then, what, but yeah, what just happens, bend that rod down. What happens when you need to to flash for a number two where you will <laughs> be? <laughs> where you will <laughs> be? The show is right there where I'm feeling most yeah. comfortable now. <laughs> no, but I mean that's a practical question, though. I mean, look, I, I Anne, I'm with you. Because okay, I know in Cape Town, you'll be paying an additional 10% if you do not reduce your water consumption. And every little bit will help, except when yeah. it comes to a number two. Number two, I'm afraid. What you'll have to do then, go the long way around, is if you feel there's going to be a heavy payload today, 
you open the system and just pull the ball valve up slightly so you've let in more water and then let go and you could do the number two with safety. All right. Okay. <laughs> Whilst everyone's having breakfast. Tumi is in Randberg. Hello, Tumi. Hey, good morning. Tumi. Good morning. I'd like to find out how to remove a watermark from a marble table. Um, marble is a, quite a problem. Um, there is a company in, in the Cape, um, and I'm trying to think of their name. Um, if you drop us a line, if I do not, if I come out of the senior moment, I'm going to give you the, uh, the name of the company. But they do a special marble polish. Um, and I would recommend you go because once you've actually stuffed the marble, it's very difficult to get it out. And you can't go the normal route with vinegar and that type of thing. You're just going to damage it even more. How do I drop your line? Um, if you, you go can, to... You can, email, you can email me to me, actually, africa at cape talk.co.za, yeah. and then I'll make sure that uh, Ruben gets, uh, gets at cape talk. At cape talk. Dot ah, today. Here we go. I've just slipped out of that seat. Hang on, hang on, Wait, to me. Wait, wait. He's come out of the senior moment. He's come out of the senior moment. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'll hold. Um, it's called AST Stone Tools, and I think they are in Somerset West, if Ruben, I'm not mistaken. Ruben? Ruben? Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. You're too fast for me. What, what did you oh. say? Wow, that's a compliment. <laughs> um, it's AST. K? No, A for Apple. S for sugar. Yeah. S for sugar. Yes. And T for Tommy. A-S-T. Stone tools. Oh, A-S-T. If you Google that, you'll, yeah. A-S-T stone tools to me. A-S-T stone tools. A-S-T stone tools. Stop it. Just stop it now. You better pay me a fee for that. <laughs> <laughs> nice loop there, my friend. Nice loop. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Thank you very much. We'll chat to you next week. Cheers, everyone.